You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Some of the men who listen, 
but for some weird reason, it really seems to be uh, causing a stir amongst our female listenership. We'll get to that in a moment. Welcome back. Rumps W. Martinez helping you achieve dangerous freedom in your lifetime on your terms. Welcome back to the show. If you haven't already, please, OTR underscore Remzo. That's the page on Instagram, OTR underscore Remzo. Or hit me up on Twitter at HeyRemzo, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. Keep the conversation going after the show so we can have some fun in the meantime when uh, I'm not broadcasting to you from my uh, cozy little place outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It, it doesn't feel cozy. Well, I mean, the place feels cozy, but like, my gosh, my wife, have been here, my wife and I have been here for a week now, and it's just been like in the 50s the entire time. And in five days, we've gotten probably two days of sunlight. And otherwise, when it's not just really cold outside, it's been raining. And uh, when I moved here last summer by myself, it was not as bad. When I first moved in, it was 45 degrees and we were in something called a polar vortex. And I was wearing t-shirts and basketball shorts. And it was it was as cold as you could possibly imagine. And by the next day, it was like in the 70s. And it, it was one of the nicest climates of the summer I ever had. No humidity, uh, nice between like 69 to 70 every day until about mid-September. And then uh, come November, all, you know, it's like the sun disappeared and just left us. And um, that wasn't very cash money of the climate. But, uh, yeah, I keep having to tell her, it's like summer's going to be fun. Summer's going to be so great. There's festivals. There's outdoor stuff. There's so much stuff we could do. The weather here is perfect. We can grill on the weekends and stuff. It's, it's so nice. But she, um, I don't know if she's believing me right now. Anyway, uh, the, the, big, the big confession. Here it is. Brace yourself, humble listeners. I have not owned a, cof- I have not owned a coffee maker for a year. That's right. I, I I didn't own a coffee maker. I make, uh, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know I'm a Costco fiend, but I'm also a Trader Joe's fan. And Trader Joe's makes this uh, instant cold brew. It kind of reminds me of Army coffee in a way, how it was instant. Just put it in your canteen, shake it up, and you've got enough caffeine to never go to sleep again until you eventually do pass out. And you're like, I thought it would last forever. And then you just have a migraine and heartburn. But anyway, I, I would make that for myself, or um, I, I have a kettle where I would just boil the water and I would pour it in there, and it tastes like coffee. But, uh, you know, I, I would get coffee, and, and as a financial show, well, not a financial show for legal reasons, but on a show where we happen to talk about finance, and you can go ahead and make up your mind as to whether or not you take my advice, a lot of people are like, oh, don't buy coffee. If you if you, uh, if you you saved that $5 a week that you spent on coffee, and you multiply it by this, and you did that, and you never went out for coffee again, you would have $100 by the end of the year, and you invested that over a 30-year period, and you've got like bazillions of dollars, and it's like, listen... I, I like other people making my coffee. I know what I like. I know what I have to sacrifice to get that coffee. And I would rather throw a few dollars away and not have to worry about it than have to count pennies because I'm saving coffee because maybe in 30, 40 years I'll be able to retire comfortably enough to be put in a home and wait to die. I'd rather just drink my coffee now and make more money. Thank you. But I didn't know a coffee maker. And uh, it's not that I didn't want one. It's not that I was against one. 
it's just that it just didn't, for some weird reason, it didn't pop on my radar. So on our wedding registry, we have this, we have this Keurig coffee maker and everyone was buying everything but the coffee maker. So I'm sending out emails to the people that are coming to my wedding. I'm like, just somebody buy the damn coffee maker, please. And eventually somebody did. And now we're here in Wisconsin at our humble home. And uh, my wife has been making coffee every day. And um, I, I like having coffee at home. But um, that was the one thing that I really, really wanted. I, I didn't ask for much on the registry, but um, the coffee maker was the thing that both of us wanted. I think I, I may have been a little hostile towards people. I'm like, somebody buy the damn coffee maker. Somebody freaking buy it. And eventually somebody did. Now we're, you know, now we're living in a civilized household. But um, that was the big thing that we asked for. A lot of couples that I've seen after the wedding, they're asking for like bigger gifts and stuff like that and things that I don't think a lot of people would typically buy themselves for themselves. But my wife and I actually made a decision prior to the wedding. We were talking about where we wanted to spend uh, some of the um, cash people had gifted us. And our, our big thing was we, this is a blessing. And these are very difficult times and people who love us gave us, um, you know, these gifts and also gave us money to bless ourselves with. So we want to be grateful for that money and we want it to be something that could not just benefit us now, but benefit us long-term for the good of ourselves. Maybe something we could share for others perhaps. And that's what leads me to today's topic have you ever considered a food co-op, also known as a grocery co-op? You might be thinking, huh, Remzo, where are you going with this? Sounds kind of hippie-ish. Well, as somebody that likes to invest in their community, as somebody that believes that the best power we can take for ourselves is individual power, local power being the next step above that, um, grocery co-ops, food co-ops, as we'll call them, are probably something that is in your own neighborhood right now, in your own town right now, that could potentially help you during this age of fake food, during this age of groceries just going bad. I mean, Aldi, um, uh, Metro Market, Pick and Save. I'm thinking of uh, all the places around me. Even uh, Trader Joe's, Costco. I don't know about you guys, but here I am in middle America, and the food that the, the groceries, the produce, the vegetables and stuff, the fruit that we find, I, I've been seeing a lot of just mold. Like a lot of food is going bad. It's sitting in trucks longer. It's taking longer to get to places. You buy it, you stick it in the fridge, you don't eat it for a day and it's already growing mold. And this whole supply chain crisis has not only made things more expensive, um, but inflation has also helped with that. But with the lack of drivers and just with so much demand, you know, it's 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 getting hard to find stuff. It's getting hard to find stuff that's a, that that's at a reasonable price. And if you get it, you, you might not be getting fresh food. So here we are at the mercy of a global economy in which the demand is going up in which the price is due to inflation is going up in which because there's a lot of demands and there's shorter supply everything is going up everything is just getting more difficult and to get something that's good i mean you're just hoping that you're not paying outrageous prices for shit you're you're just like i'll pay outrageous prices for something that's good food co-ops might be 
something you want to think about for your food. And also in terms of stuff that helps with your community. So this is going to be more of an intro episode. I'm going to be doing a lot of reading um, from our website that I'm going to go ahead and post to in the show notes today. But I want to start off with what, 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 did, what was the one thing my wife and I decided was going to be our first big investment together? Technically, it was the Yeti cooler. I always wanted a Yeti cooler. She always wanted this one. So I went ahead and spent a good chunk of change on a Yeti cooler. I didn't imagine how expensive Yeti coolers would be. But, uh, yeah, we did that. But the big real one was uh, she found a place in our neighboring town that is a food co-op. And food co-ops are grocery stores, but they're a little bit different. They're run differently because they're not just a just a company that's a big chain. I, I think for our co-op, it's it's just a one a one location store. It's part of a greater co-op movement of food co-ops, but their deal is everything is fresh, everything is organic. Everything is within our state, within driving distance of the farm that it came from. And it's locally owned, which means that it's not just a local small business, but as a co-op, that means that other people can buy into it. Now, it's not like a business in which you could go and buy a stock. Anyone can go ahead and buy into a co-op but you have to buy it from them directly. So in a way, it's private. But at the same time, it's not like they only have a limited number of shares. Part of the co-op arrangement means that each time somebody wants to become a co-owner of the co-op, a new share is issued, and that person has an ownership stake in the co-op. So some of you might be confused. Where am I going with this? I'm going to go ahead and read off a few articles and just give my thoughts. I think in this age in which you're worried about your health, you're worried about prices of food, you're also worried about keeping small businesses in your community alive, uh, I think food co-ops are an incredible thing that you should really look into. So this is from grocery.coop. I'll go ahead and include the links in the show notes so you can go ahead and read it yourself, learn what these are, and maybe find one in your area. Uh, So let's go ahead and start. Why co-ops? Food co-ops are owned by folks in their communities, just like you, who value healthy, delicious food that's good for everyone. We believe that food helps us celebrate our differences and brings us together. Everyone is welcome to eat, shop, and hang out food co-ops, and everyone is welcome to join a co-op and join the benefits of being an owner. There are always great food available in a warm community at the co-op, and there's always a place for you. So, from there, what is a co-op? A food co-op is a grocery store owned by folks in their community and by you if you choose to become a co-owner. Unlike corporate chains, food co-ops are totally independent and owned by the community members who shop there. So instead of focusing on investors, food co-ops focus on their community, nourishing everyone according to their budget and cooking style. Grocery co-ops, uh, co-op grocery stores are the place to find the best local food because they know their local farmers and family business owners by name. And, by, and food co-ops are passionate about giving back to their communities. They believe that good food is just the beginning of what people can achieve by working together. So here's how it works. Everyone is welcome to shop, eat, hang out at the food co-op. And everyone is welcome to join by becoming, a co- by becoming an owner. 
Co-op owners get back financial rewards, as well as a vote to choose the board of directors and impact the co-op's future direction. While each, co-op, while each food co-op is unique, they're all working together towards, towards the day when everyone has delicious, healthy food they deserve. Why co-ops matter? Cooperation is working together toward the same end and joining forces to accomplish a task that can't be achieved alone. Simply put, co-ops provide the framework that allows people to get what they want in a way that better meets their economic, social, and cultural needs. Cooperation builds strong bonds between the people who supply products and the people who use them. By their nature, co-ops offer a way to transform the the way business is done, providing a means to get the products and services their customers need while strengthening the community and the world around them. Many co-ops are a standard for the surrounding business community through environmental and social responsibility. In addition to a co-op's commitment to serving its owners, most adhere to a set of seven principles that helps guide the businesses. Uh, Let's go ahead and see what those principles are. I want to see them. I didn't know there was a hyperlink there. See, folks, we do it together. Be with me. Be with me in the moment. So here are the seven principles of which these co-ops govern themselves by. Voluntary and open membership. Democratic member control. Member economic participation. Autonomy and independence. Education, training, and information. Cooperation among cooperatives. And concern for the community. I'm, I'm down with that. That's cool. Benefits of joining a co-op. You don't need to be a member to shop at a co-op. Everyone is welcome. But ownership does have its perks. And this is another reason why my wife and I decided to actually become co-owners and not just shop there. Because, one, we're putting money into this co-op. We're we're investing in this business. We're investing in our community. But we also get some incentives for owning. It's a great thing. And I think for us to become co-owners, it was only about $200. Now, it's in my name. Uh, we, we could buy her one, but as one of the benefits is she can go in and use my card. So, you know, there's no point in both of us having, uh, you know, an ownership stake unless we wanted double the voting power if we want to go ahead and vote in our board elections and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was $200. They even had a payment plan where you pay like $10 a month until – you pay into the amount that a full share is, which is $200. So with that, we're getting discounts, we're getting special um, deals and bargains. Uh, you know, if, if we're in a profitable year, we get percentage mailed to us in a check. I mean, it just, it just made more sense, especially since, you know, we, we have these shared principles of wanting to be active participants in our community and strengthening organizations that strengthen local power. So that, that was important to us. Um, But continuing, owners typically receive financial rewards such as discounts and coupons, and they can even earn a share of their co-op's profits through patronage dividends. So if I buy, and this is past the point of profit, if we're in the realm of profit and I bought in like 3%, I'm going to receive an equivalent of that amount in in the return I get at the end of the year or something like that. Owners get to elect their, um, their co-op's board of directors and have an equal voice in ballot initiatives. This democratic approach to business is at the heart of the cooperative philosophy. The benefits of ownership also extend to the entire community. Co-ops keep more money in their local economy. And, and remember, I, I want to pause here. Two and three small businesses that closed their doors in 2020 
never opened back up. I think Republicans and Democrats both in, in many ways want or are trying to move on from the pandemic or try to move on from the lockdowns because they both share equal responsibility for what happened in destroying the greatest economy this world has ever seen. And, and they want you to forget that. More money went to freaking Amazon and other big corporations than ever hit Main Street. Main Street struggled. Everyone else got a bailout, and Main Street and you and your community, our community, had to struggle to stay alive during that time. So yes, when I say when I when, when I say local power is important, understand like it's why I have bought into businesses in my community. It's why being part of your community is not just something I say you need to do. It's something that I do myself because it, it starts with the individual and it builds up that way. We have to take back what we can and our money can help achieve that. Money doesn't buy happiness, but money buys a lot of fucking things to make sure you can be happy and make sure other people can be happy. And if you can benefit and if other people can benefit as a result of your benefit, why not double the win? Why not? It's a good thing to do for yourself and for others. Um, uh, but going back, uh, co-ops keep more money in their local economy, increase the market and access for locally produced food, and prioritize business practices that are good for people and the planet. No other grocery store is so deeply rooted right in their community. And, you know, some of you might be thinking, you know, this, this, I get, I like it, it has some libertarian vibe to it, but, you know, I'm hearing a lot of collectivist and, you know, majority rule stuff. And like, I don't know how I feel about this. Isn't, isn't this just an excuse to buy more expensive tomatoes? Let, let's go ahead and talk about the myths regarding food co-ops. They have another article talking about this. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Common myths about food co-ops. For food lovers on the hunt for fresh local produce and healthy, sustainable products, the local food co-op may be a hidden gem. Why hidden, you ask? Many people, including co-op shoppers, are not entirely sure how co-ops work or how to get involved. Luckily, the most common misconceptions can be cleared up in a snap. And uh, they go ahead and have a list of the myths here. Myth number one, you have to be a member to shop at a co-op. Here's the fact. Everyone is welcome to shop. Um, at nearly all co-ops. Just do your shopping like you would anywhere else. Walk in, grab your stuff, get money, leave, go home, eat. Uh, once you've discovered the benefits of co-op shopping, you might want to find out the other benefits of being an owner or member too. Um, <laughs> I love this one. Myth number two, I have to be a hippie liberal vegetarian to shop at the co-op. Folks, if you know me, I love my guns. I love my steak. I like being left alone. I don't care what you do as long as you don't hurt people or take their stuff. If you want to go ahead and believe in a giant flying spaghetti monster or whether you want to go ahead and homeschool your kids, whether or not you think the Milwaukee Brewers are the best team ever or not, go ahead and live however you want to live. But I will say that when we walked in, they did have a merchandise section where I saw some stuff on there that I will never buy for myself. Now, is, is the attitude of some of the shoppers and maybe some of the other uh, owners in the co-op an attitude that I agree with? No. But I never agree with anybody on a lot of things. But in this specific situation, my wife and I agreed enough to want to be members because me and all the other owners of this co-op all agree on the basic things. Good healthy food 
local power, helping your economy, building a better business for its own sake and for the business of others to thrive from. That's pretty cool. So here's the fact that they go ahead and put down. Same answer. Everyone's welcome. Liberal or conservative, hippie or yuppie, veggie lover or bacon lover, anyone can shop, and that means you. I like that. I didn't actually read this article before, so I'm glad that they, they say that because if they were going to be uh, mean, woke, and cancel, uh, you know, can- cancelifying, I don't know if that's a word, but guess what? We're going to put it in our dictionary today. That might be a problem, but see, another reason. I, li- I like these people. Myth number three, being a co-op member means I have to join the board or work part-time at the co-op or do something I'm, I'm really not sure I want to do. Here's the fact. All you really have to do is enjoy shopping at the co-op. Sure, you can run for the board or participate in co-op events if you like, but your level of participation is entirely up to you. Myth number four, I have to pay an annual fee to be a member of the co-op. Um, here's a fact. To become a member of most co-ops, you invest a small amount of money in the form of shares, like what I mentioned earlier. They had a plan for people that couldn't put all the money up front, or you can just go ahead and buy a full share and get everything there at that moment. Uh, most co-ops allow you to buy them all at once or over time, but most member benefits start at the moment you sign up. Uh, your shares make you a co-owner of the co-op along with other members. If for any reason you decide to leave the co-op, there is a process for getting your investment refunded. But folks, I'm telling you, if you're not interested in all the other business side of it, just see it as you, you, you get discounts forever. You don't have to touch it again. You, you just you save money. Go and buy stuff. You need to buy food. You might as well stick with it. I don't know why anyone would want to pull their shares out. That's, that seems dumb. Uh, myth number five, there is no reason to become a member if I can shop at the co-op for free. Here's the fact. While co-ops welcome everyone to shop, there are definite benefits to becoming a member like what I've mentioned earlier. For instance, members can vote on co-op issues. You don't like the paint? Change the paint. You want more, I don't know, fried green tomatoes? Go ahead and vote for that too. Um, so they get a say in how the co-op works and where its money is spent. And speaking of money, when the co-op turns a profit, this is what I tried talking about earlier, but I think I may have messed it up. When the co-op turns a profit, members may be eligible for a patronage refund, a dividend in proportion to their purchases. There's also a host of other member benefits that are specific to each co-op. So even if you shop at co-op once a month, the benefits are likely to exceed your investment, and you'll play a part in a vibrant community resource. And lastly, Um, here's just some five facts that they wanted to go ahead and throw out. Uh, Everyone is welcome. At co-ops, everyone is welcome. You don't need to be a member of shop, as we've talked about earlier. The second fact is those uh, seven principles we talked about earlier, which, just to reiterate, are are things that even libertarians could like. Voluntary and open membership, huh? Voluntary society. Democratic member control, huh? Everyone is equal in their voting power. Three, member economic participation. Be part of that free market. Autonomy and independence. Come on. Come on. You know you like that one. Education, training, and information. Empowering people. Cooperation among cooperatives. Developing strategic alliances, business opportunities, things like that. And then concern for the community. Bringing power back to your home. So... Everything I'm, I'm going to go ahead and list in the show notes again. I didn't know about this until she found it. She found it and sent it to me before the wedding. And I was like, this seems like some, some commie garbage. 
But uh, I can tell you that we went ahead and bought a whole bunch of groceries last week, and we've just been eating it, and uh, it, it tastes different. It feels different. I might be paying a little bit more for a tomato, but what is the benefit of that? Yes, I still, I still shop at Costco. In fact, after that, we still went to Costco, but got a bunch of pre-made meals and other stuff, and I got to enjoy my... I'm sorry, I'm, 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 my mouth is watering as I'm thinking about it. got to enjoy my $1.50 foot-long hot dog with a Coke. I got some relish and mustard on there. I ate that thing because I hadn't had one in like a month. And you remember when I was living by myself in past episodes, I'd go there like on Saturdays and have that or pizza. Costco food is freaking good. And if they ever raise the price of that, I'm telling you right now, we riot. We resort to violence. Not one building stands. But that's a whole other thing. And this is all satire for the sake of comedy entertainment. And I would never suggest people do that. But all in all... Uh, it was a great decision I think we made. I think we got benefit from it, not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of our community. Um, you know, I said uh, about six months ago when I bought into a, a large business, uh, I'm sorry, a small business that has larger potential here in Milwaukee that it's about trying to live out the values we talk about in the show, financial independence, individual autonomy, building the life you want to live, not so you could celebrate it 30, 40 years from now so that you can build it now and receive the benefits now and build a better life for yourself now and those that you love. It's, it's all coming together. I forgot who I tried impersonating, but I, I had the voice in my head. If you can remember that, uh, let me know. But like I said... Follow me on Twitter at HeyRemzo. Are you part of a co-op? What have your experiences been? Do you have one that you're an owner of that you want other people to check out? Go ahead and uh, tweet at me, and we'll keep a conversation going. Folks, it's about finding the allies where you can get it, building a better world through mutual cooperation, and eventually maybe we might not all go insane. As always, most of W. Martinez, be safe, be good. Good night.